Hey everybody, I'm Alex, this is Lunchbox Radio, and today we're talking about an old show, so old that it might be a little bit more difficult to find for a lot of people, especially in the English dub format, and that show is Paradise Kiss. Now, for those of you who are listening who are new anime fans or have been anime fans even in the past five years, you you are really lucky. (laughs) Really, really lucky because what used to happen is that we, that anime fans, that otaku in America had to go collect DVDs. And one of the first DVD sets that I collected the complete set of was a show called Paradise Kiss. Now, Paradise Kiss is kind of infamous. Infamous A, because... Actually, really, this A, because it has a really unique style. So unique, in fact, that many people credit that oh, nearly everyone at this point pre- credit Paradise Kiss with the fashion style known as goth lolita fashion of like the the like baby doll victorian japanese style of fashion that you could that you see a lot in in pop culture in Japan and in and in fashion tomes and fashion photo books like the book Fruits for example Um, the other thing it's really infamous for is it is really tied in with music and specifically Japanese punk music Um, in that the, the main one of the main characters Arashi is He's in a band called The Babies, which is actually a real band. If you go into the DVD extras on the on the DVD, they have video from one of their concerts you can watch. Um, and also the whole the whole show, even though it's it's visuals are very fashion driven. They're very punk fashion driven. There's lots of, there's lots of like hanging chain piercings and like, um, Arashi and Miwako are really indicative of like a kind of like Euro trash punk pop look. Um, but I made it this far into this episode and I haven't told you what the show itself is about. Essentially, the show is about this young girl named Yukari Hayasaka, who, for most of the show, many characters call Caroline, because that's just the way it goes. Um, and if you watch the show, you'll kind of understand, like, she just gets, like, they assign her this nickname. But when you meet her, she's really dissuaded with the world, really kind of frustrated 
she do she's doing everything she's ostensibly supposed to do at her age to like forward her move herself forward and all that stuff but she's just genuinely irritated and she's over living in this she's over living in the city she's like she's ready to like move on with her life but you think she's just a like stuck up like kind of bitchy elite high schooler um but you eventually come to find out that she doesn't want she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life and the way you find this out is within i want to say the first scene of the first episode a this is a 12 episode series it's based off of a i think six volume or maybe even three volume manga but um it she in the first scene she encountered Arashi who's scouting on the street for a model and he sees her and he goes hey you with long black hair and she does what most super stuck up people in that what most people period in that situation would do which is stare straight ahead walk faster keep moving until she bumps into Isabella who we'll find out more about later and she just She's so surprised that, like, this big, tall, like, fantastic, like, person with fantastical makeup and, like, beautiful clothes on is with this, like, punk rock guy, and she knows she's in trouble, and she just passes right out. And when she passes out, you get a scene which is, you, you get this kind of dream sequence that is the first of many that's scattered throughout this 12-episode series where you find out, essentially, that you... that she doesn't really know what she wants to do with her life. She's, go, she's essentially going with the flow. She wants... She's really going to college really aiming for college because she wants to make her parents happy. And you find out later that she didn't make her parents, she didn't make her mother specifically happy enough to do exactly because she didn't make it into a prestigious like uh, middle school and then she tried to make up for it later in a, by struggling to get into a prestigious high school where she always struggled and then her little brother easily made it into this like really prestigious middle school and he became the favorite of the family if you will and I mean that, stuff like that happens all the time in families with siblings it's like parents are just people and many times parents put more on their children than they should because they 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 expect their children to do be- to a do better than them, but b like live up to their expectations. And sometimes people set their expectations too too high. But um, in Yukari's case, her mother just kind of like became perpetually disappointed in her constantly 
and she just kept trying to like live up to her mom's expectations. Her her father, for all intents and purposes, has moved at, has been transferred out of the country, and so you see him. I think a grand total of once. Um, but anyway, so basically, she passes out when she bumps into Isabella, and Isabella and Arashi bring her back to one of the main settings of the show, which is the studio. And the studio is essentially this old bar that they've turned into a quote-unquote creative sanctuary. And you... And she wakes up, she freaks out, and R.I.C. went like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, we're not trying to do anything bad to you. We've, you passed out. We brought you here because we weren't going to leave you on the street. But we would like you to be a model in our, in our fashion show for, um, that we have because we are, we're like, I think they said they were third years in, uh, YSD fashion, in YSD fashion high school. Which, um, I'm not entirely sure if they have necessarily specialty high schools in Japan. Um, I've, this is, this show is the only time I've ever encountered something like that. But, here we have what are called, um, magnet schools. Now, for anybody who hasn't heard of a magnet school, essentially, it's like a high school with a little add-on of an extracurriculum, so I, um, tried to get into, and hilariously enough, didn't get into a magnet school for the arts when I was in high school. I ended up going to my local high school, which had a better art program than the magnet school I would have gone to, um, but it's, it's something like that. It's, the way they describe it, it's like a high school that is focused on fashion design. And so they are looking for their model for their, like, last for their, um, the thing that they call the Grand Prix, which is their last, like, big show of the year where they, where they all, where groups of people design one dress a piece and send it down the runway in this big fashion in a big fashion show but in um their case they are all working with this one guy who you meet i think by the very end of the last episode of the first episode who is the ostensibly love interest for yukari his name is George Koizumi. And George Koizumi is like this... The, when I first watched it when I was a younger kid, I just thought, like, oh, this guy is cool. He's dripping, like, awesome. And just, like, he's very cavalier and low-key and very, like... He, he is... like a he's very much like someone that you encounter in the he's very much like people you encounter in the fashion industry 
many of the many of the characters in this show are, and Yukari acts as the kind of acts as the viewer when she encounters people like George, who she eventually becomes romantically involved with, or Isabella, or Arashi, or Miwako, or Miwako's older sister, Mikako, um, or, um, uh, the, the hair and make, the hair and makeup artist, um, Seiji, who's a kind of, like, side character in this whole thing. Now, the thing you should know about Paradise Kiss, if you're going to watch it, which I think it's available on Hulu, I'm not entirely sure, like I said, I watched I watched my own, like, DVD copy, um, but this was, uh, this was, this was a huge hit when it came out. It was so big and so kind of infamous that it introduced the design, the um, manga artist, the original author to tons of people for the first time outside of Japan. And the original manga artist, the original manga ka for Paradise Kiss is. Yazawa I. And if you look at the name of the school, Yazagaku Arts Academy, that's like that's what she she named she named usually the named one of the named entities in a Yazawa I work is like a Yazagaku Yazawa School for the Designs or something like that. And this was like a small project that she worked on that she came up with and she she drew all, many many of the she drew all of the costumes in it. The co- they're the costume designer for this show, but chiefly the costumes that are in the show are based off of the costumes in the manga. So when I said earlier that this manga is responsible for the goth Lolita fashion style, she is really responsible for the goth Lolita fashion style. And this was like like I was saying, like I was just saying, a small work for her. I, she usually has she's has two other she's had two other animes made in the past, one being a kind of prequel to this called Neighborhood Stories. I think it's called in Japanese Gokinjo Monogatari. And a I think it's in the same universe. I th- it, it, but it's not related to Paradise Kiss at all. A show, a big show called Nana, which is about two girls named Nana, essentially. Um, but the interesting thing about Neighborhood Stories is it is a kind of spiritual prequel to Paradise Kiss since um, Miwako's older sister, Mikako, is actually the main character of Neighborhood Story, and you meet her several times. 
and the little thing she'll do, like she does this, she does this thing where she screams warp, and then just runs away. <laughs> That's a joke from the a repeating joke from neighborhood stories, and then you also meet her love interest in neighborhood stories when you meet her husband at the fo- at a photo shoot that um Yukari is that Yukari does and he's the photographer and so and you meet and many of the characters in the in the staff for the art for the fashion school are repeating characters from when Mikako was there so this is all linked to like this that's all linked together so it's in the same universe it's just a bunch of years later and you don't need to know this stuff although i think in the 11th episode in the i think in the 10th episode they just straight up introduce the manager of the apartment complex where um Arashi and Miwako grew up. And they they just straight up like, Hey, I'm this dude. If you want to know more about me, pick up neighborhood stories at your local comic store. Now to be clear, I don't think... I think I've seen neighborhood stories on a shelf once. In the entirety of my time watching anime or reading manga and I've like so like I was just like huh I've tried to watch the show I've gotten like part of the way through it and just lost the thread and stopped watching because this is a very compact story and like if you if you want to see if you want to see if Ayazawa's stuff is for you um because it is very melodramatic and like very it's not it's not very lighthearted it's very it's very dramatic and manipulative and it will find it for many people it, this stuff will find a way to pull the tears out of you um but if you want to see if like Oh, I've heard I've heard of like Nana and I've heard of neighborhood stories, but I'm not sure I'm like ready for that kind of melodramatic like sometimes so twisted and for no reason that it's rage inducing kind of story. Then I would definitely give Paradise Kiss a try cuz Paradise Kiss is a great great kind of simple story it's not it's not it's not 46 I think Nana is 46 episodes Neighborhood Stories is 50 episodes and by like episode 10 of both of those shows fucked up shit is already happening and you're already like oh my god why why are we why is everyone being so dumb <laughs> but 
Paradise Kiss has 12 episodes to do what it does, so the pacing is such that it doesn't have time to let you think about, like, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> and yes, it does have just as much melodrama packed in there that the whole background arc that involves Miwako and Arashi and, like, being in a shitty punk rock relationship that is really, like, you could probably do a whole series on that, but they didn't. Um, but it's, it's, it's a really beautifully done, oh, and by the way, just to let you know how beautifully done this is, the people who, the animation house for this is Studio Madhouse, so this is, like, they knew what they were doing. It's, I think all the backgrounds are actually rotoscoped. So, like, when you see, with the exception of a few, I think, so when you see them driving through the city, they actually went through and they painted over pictures of the city. They placed cells over the exact kind of pictures of the city they wanted and painted over. So you see a, a really kind of stunning amount of detail that lets you focus on the story instead of let instead of like oh the backgrounds are really intricate but they're not like they're not quite right um this they did they went through to the effort of capturing the city so you can focus on the story and you can focus on like when Yukari and George are in his like iconic I think it's like 1941 Jaguar. Which, if you're wondering, like, Alex doesn't usually call out vehicles like that. He doesn't seem like a car person. I'm usually not. (laughs) But they make a big deal out of the car in this... In this show. Not like they're trying to sell you the car, but it definitely quietly sells you this car. (laughs) Um, but getting back to the story, as the story progresses, you feel like Yukari is falling for George, and George is just kind of letting it happen, and he's more than happy to, you know, be in a relationship with this beautiful model-esque girl who's kind of naive, and he's her first boyfriend, he's her first time, the whole nine teary-eyed yards. But there becomes a point when the dynamic kind of flips. And you realize that Yukari went from being kind of an outsider in kind of like an outsider who was given a ticket to the fashion world to really being part of it. To really being... There becomes a point when she is a working model and she is like, around those kinds of people all day, like, for hours on end, and she just kind of completely flips from being the kind of naive but easily frustrated and headstrong girl to being this kind of self-confident woman who is a model. And 
that same flip shows a flip in George who becomes less kind of aloof and standoffish and more kind of vulnerable and in love with her. And because it's, like I said, because it's a 12-episode show, they don't... They don't have as much of the kind of like dithering around, like blah 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 blah. Like the the characters kiss, they have sex. It's like the whole relationship thing happens very fast. It's very definitive. It feels much realer than like your typical your typical romantic anime where they have, like, two seasons, like, they have, like, two seasons of 24 episodes in each season to fill the space, so what they do is they, like, pump misunderstandings into things, like, introduce side characters, the characters should be, that other characters are interested in, blah, 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 blah. In this show, while there is a character... Who the show seems to lead the viewer into saying that Yukari ends up with uh, um, a character named Tokamori. Uh, She seems interested in him until, for, for half a second, until she thinks about George. Until she thinks about her relationship with George. And that's a lot more realistic for somebody in a in a relationship you can see like uh, people are like oh you know i really love him i really i really like him he's so easy to talk to this is actually i think one of her internal monologues i really like him but he's so easy to talk to but you know i'm in a relationship with george and he's right there and yes, he's a prick. And I should be really, really specific about this because I think it's really important. Because, and this is true of many, 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 almost at least all the things I've ever seen that Yazawa I has ever put out or published or whatever. Yazawa I writes a lot of most of her male characters to be amazing, amazing assholes. Like, they are these ideas, they are, like, physically and, like, employment-wise, these, like, ideal characters, like, in Paradise Kiss, George is this, like, ne'er-do-well, illegitimate son of a, like, business tycoon who, whose mother is a former model, and, like, he is like, grown up around the fashion world, and, like, now basically lives in it, and he doesn't have to worry about money, he doesn't have to worry about, like, any of that. But he's also just, like, on every level, on... On most, on many levels, he is a total, total jerk. He doesn't treat people well. Uh, 
Um, he takes advantage of his friends. Isabella, the scene where Isabella, where they're talking about what they want to do for the for their dress, and he's like, embroidery would be really great, but we can't find enough beads, and but we can't find, and everybody's like, but we can't find enough beads, and all the stores are closed, and they're not selling what we want, and George just says, oh, well, we can just use the Isabella's, and she protests for about half a second, and she's like, I've been collecting those since I was a kid, and then he's like, well, they're going to waste, we might as well use them, and she's just like, fucking just tears streaming down her face she collapses and then in like the next scene Yukari says like you guys sure get over things quick and they're just all in unison say that's because we're used to it and now that we've approached Isabella I want to talk about a really interesting thing is that Isabella is cross-dressing She's not, I don't, she's not transsexual. She hasn't undergone any kind of procedure, but she cross-dresses. And they don't, you you can figure it out if you're paying attention. And if you look at the character designs for characters like, for all the female characters, and you look at Isabella, you know, she's kind of overly tall. She is really masculine features, and all this other stuff, but they don't, I think the first time they, the first time they hint at it, they hint at it, and they, like, they they keep dropping a little, like, okay, maybe you should get, maybe you should get this, like, we're gonna give you this piece, and you're just gonna move on, and you're gonna give you this, and you're gonna move on, and then we're just gonna outright say it. And the first thing they, the first time they, that they did say it, is I think in episode two was, um, Yukari takes Mi, um, Miwako takes Yukari into like the bathroom of the studio to like get changed, and she's like, "Why am I get? Why am I? Why are we going back there?" And she's like, "You wouldn't want to get changed in front of all the boys, would you?" And she just like pauses and she goes, "Huh?" And then like. It's gone like a flash. And they give you little hints like that all throughout the show. Until eventually there's a scene when all the when all when Yukari when um everyone except for George and Yukari are essentially caught working during school hours on their grand prix dress, which they're not allowed to do and they get and it gets and all their stuff gets confiscated but um the teacher refers to Isabella as Mr. Yamamoto and like Isabella responds and it's very clear that the teacher talking to me and what's but what's really the coolest about Isabella they go out of the they go out of their way to demonstrate that is Isabella like common in the fashion world? No, not necessarily. But is she accepted 
Absolutely. There's a, there's a scene later on when Isabella says the person who made him his first dress when he was a little boy was George. And George said, you know, put it on. I want to see how you look in it. And from then on, she dressed, she dressed as a woman instead of a man. And they do a really great job of demonstrating, okay, here is what society expects, and here is what we, and here is what we expect of you, which is whatever you want to be. And they, this show, more than many shows, not more than many shows in anime, but this show gets at something that the fashion industry and the creative industry has, which is an acceptance of just difference. Difference isn't seen as bad. It's not seen in the fashion industry. If you want to wear, if you want to be a guy who wears a skirt, nobody cares. If you want to be a girl who wears nothing but men's suits, nobody cared. And if you look at the fashion industry today, that's very, that's still very true. I, just for a little background on me, before I, before I wanted to be an animator, before I wanted to be a designer, before I wanted to be an animator, I went to school for fashion. And I actually went to school for fashion around the same time I first really started getting into anime and I I saw this show then and all that stuff. But by the end of the show, you have all the characters you well, all the characters have really stayed more or less the same with the exception of George and Yukari. And Yukari has grown into a much more confident person and she now has something she wants to do with her life and they've gone through the deal of doing the Grand Prix and they don't but the interesting thing is they don't win the Grand Prix but they still celebrate and that is really true of the of what happens in not only the fashion industry but the creative world it's you don't if there can only be one winner not everybody gets a trophy you don't always win you don't always you like you don't always get the you don't always impress your clients you don't always make something that's groundbreaking sometimes you make something that is yes very beautiful comes in second place but isn't like the top of the heap but it's important to know that like that doesn't make you any less talented it should push you to be better and do better than you have in the past and the whole show wraps up George ends up going to Paris to work at a couture fashion house Isabella goes with him um Arashi and Miwako and uh, Tokomori eventually make up and then Yukari gets a package, and Yukari and George have parted ways 
at this point, and like it's a sad, sad moment. Yukari ends up getting a package, and it's this frame with a butterfly with a pressed butterfly in it. And in the back of the frame, there's a key to a store to a like a to a freighter. She goes to the freighter and she finds every piece of women's clothing George has ever made, and include including the Paradise Kiss, including all the stuff they made for Paradise Kiss, and like the dress they made for the Grand Prix, and all of it. And she just breaks down tears. And I'll be honest, theater, I'm confident enough to say. Every time I see this from the first time I saw it, I cry. Because it, over the 12 episodes, they get you involved enough with their relationship that you understand where he's at and where she's at by the end of it. And you understand that it's ended in a way that both of them are okay with, but neither of them... If they if they had all the choices in the world, they wouldn't have ended it, but they did, and they went their separate ways. And she says, "Just leave me something. Leave me something to remember." And this and he doesn't just leave her something. He leaves her basically. Every thing he's created and put out into the world, which is really valuable. And then, like, all the way at the very end, they fast forward to years later, and you see all these pictures, and they're all of her for different photo shoots with different famous fashion designers, with different, like, hair and makeup and all this stuff. And you find out that she's engaged and she's going to get married in a couple weeks. She's obviously very successful and they're going to New York for a honeymoon. But um, her brother comes in and says, Sis, your, your fiancé is here. And he pauses and goes, Are you sure you want to wear that? Your ex-boyfriend made it, didn't he? And she just doesn't care. She's like, it's okay, it's fine. Besides, it's what I look best in. And But you realize that those two characters still clearly have a place for each other in their hearts, and they always will. Because why... Yukari wasn't her... Why Yukari wasn't George's first um, love by far. Uh, he, she was the one that helped him express his creativity and helped him ultimately make a lot of decisions about his life. And he was that and more to her. And. It's just, it's a really interesting series. If if you get the chance to see it, or if you... I have the old Genion DVDs. I'm pretty sure that 
I think there's a Blu-ray out that um, Funimation put out. But you can definitely find it. Um, but like I said, this show is from before uh, universe before the universe had like perfected anime streaming. And I'll I'll talk about more shows that are before that time. But this is like this is a specific space where the way you saw things is you got is you went and you paid twenty six bucks for each DVD that if you were lucky had four episodes on it. And you just you sat at your house and you like let it swallow you whole like once a week or once a month or whatever. And when I saw this, I watched it four at a time and like I would sit down and I would just let this this show's world just swallow me whole and like let me like kind of swim around in it and experience it and it stayed that way for me every time I watch it because of that um so if you're interested like I said if you're interested in finding out what Paradise Kiss is all about seek it out I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu you won't be able I think on Hulu it's not dubbed it's subtitled but it's still worth a watch um, there is also a, I think there's a live action for Paradise Kiss that you might be able to find somewhere. Um, this is a great kind of primer to what Yazawa, to what Ayazawa's work is like. So if you are thinking, like, I kind of want to see if I'm into Ayazawa stuff, this is a great way to test that. Like, this, this series is not so long that it will consume you. Um, but definitely, like, if you like this episode, seek it out and give it a watch. It's, it still stands up. The character designs are, the Ayazawa's character designs are unique in the same way that Monkey Punch's character designs are unique. She has a style that. kind of transcends and moves beyond like the time, whatever time that work was published in, so you can look at something like Nana or something like um, Neighborhood Stories and it, they will, and those things will still be, will still those designs will still feel as current as they do, as they did when they were made because her style is unique enough where it it looks like things from that time period, but it also doesn't. Um, so it like uh, watching Paradise Kiss this week didn't like it didn't feel dated to me. It still looked fresh and beautiful, even on my old ass DVDs. Um, and if you like the show, please. Um, Give me a give me a review on iTunes or Stitcher or Google. Let me know how I'm doing. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast. I am also starting up a new thing called Lunchbox Media, which will incorporate a YouTube channel called Lunchbox 
TV, um, where I'm going to be doing less reviewy and talk about single series, and more talk about overarching um, concepts and how anime applies to them and how what what anime have addressed them and how they've addressed them. So I'm calling that particular video series um, Story Beats. Take a look at that. You can... I'll post the um, preview for that, the intro for that, in the bottom, in the um, description, in, in the um, show notes for this. Um, but, like I said, so definitely check out um, Lunchbox Media. You'll find all the individual episodes of the podcast there, and you'll be able to, like, comment, leave comments on those, on those posts and all that stuff. Um, take, you can, you'll also be able to find, um, the show shortcuts there, um, story beats there, um, you'll also be able to find that on the YouTube page, which I will also post a link to. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex O'Cohan. You can also follow Lunchbox on Twitter, um, which I think is at Media Lunchbox. But I'll post both of those in the show in the show notes too. Um, like I said, if you like this show, please like and subscribe. P- please leave a review and subscribe to it. It helped me a lot. It helped the show out a lot in iTunes and also you like the show and like you have friends who like anime share it with them take their phone from them sign them up and I will be back with you guys next week